Hey, thanks for tuning in. We are live today at the John Papaloni Show. Today, I have a special guest. It's a longtime friend of mine who is uh, going to tell you his story. I um, I remember when we, we, we met back in the days when I was DJing, believe it or not, and I think he actually was uh, DJing at the uh, bar club that I, was, uh, that I got fired at, basically. But I'm going to let him tell you his story and everything and all that, and it's amazing, you know, like, He's got a great story, and it's a great story about how he got into entrepreneurship. I'm going to welcome to the show Trevor LeBlanc. What's going on, everybody? Johnny, good to see you. Love the intro uh, when you're getting fired. Great. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, what was the club called? Um, I think it was TCS or something. It was what? I think it was someplace in Etobicoke. Yeah, someplace in Etobicoke. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I think, But it was funny. Absolutely friggin' funny. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, we stayed friends ever since then. And uh, you got out of the business and uh, you got into some real estate. And, uh, you know, that's that's that market's booming right now. Just fantastic. Um, and our industry, thank God you got out when you did, because <laughs> we're just destroyed right now. We're falling apart here. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, the marketing and uh, sorry, the entertainment industry is the last industry to come back um, after a pandemic. Um, the first two things to go when a pandemic happens is entertainment and marketing. And um, they just, you know, can't seem to want to spend money on that kind of stuff. So you see the empty billboards, um, you know, and uh, that's the first thing you see as I'm driving around Ontario. And um, so for me, even though the industry became, I went from making this amount of money from doing casinos and city festivals and weddings and birthdays and corporate to like three paid shows. So I'm not going to tell you how much money I was making before, but I went from 300 shows to three paid shows. And uh, you know what? So I said to myself, I just saw a lot of sadness in the world. And I thought, you know what? This would be a great opportunity to um, do drive-in theaters and entertain people, make them smile and laugh because that was a safe venue. And I did some old age homes and uh, me and my buddy, Will, it was a Will and Trevor show because we're both musicians and we we're like, hey, let's get together and, and sing for the world and bring them positive energy. We uh, decided to do our local restaurants and our local bars. We did it live on uh, our social media. And the whole idea behind that was to promote, um, you know, getting takeout food at your local eateries to keep them uh, to keep them going during the lockdown so that they didn't have to shut down. Um, it didn't work out for all of them. Some of them went bankrupt and they had to shut down. It was really sad. And some of them are still here. So, which is great. And as we are about to go into a new phase this Friday, um, I hear dance floors will be open. So I'm really excited about that, which means that DJs and singers and entertainers will hopefully start getting more work. Um, but, you know, fingers crossed, but I do have a feeling that a lot of them, since they are not at that full capacity, will not have the financial backing to, you know, pay us our regular pay, which definitely kind of sucks. But, uh, you know, we'll all figure it out together. And um, as long as, you know, we're sending out that positive vibe and keeping the music going and making people laugh and smile, then then we're doing all right. You know, it's uh, such a weird time, but it's such also a great opportunity for entertainers and people who um, can help people uh, get through this craziness like anyone teaching yoga and dance and 
all that stuff. I think there was a lot of people who stepped up and did it for free just to kind of like keep people's spirits up, but also keep their personal spirits up. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I had made a lot of friends in, in the States and a lot of friends out here during that tour last year. And, um, I was also hoping to turn it into a documentary because we had gotten so much footage, like thousands of hours of footage of people laughing and smiling and such great feedback um, about, uh, you know, not expecting to see live music, but all of a sudden you're at the drive-in theater and this guy's singing and he's wearing a funny outfit and he's on the top of his van singing 50s, 60s and 70s. And, you know, people are like resonating. And mm -hmm. I got this great footage of like, you know, some people crying and some people laughing and some people just saying, I needed this so much, you know, and, you know, it, it even went a little darker. Like, uh, not many people know this because I didn't tell them, but, uh, you know, there were some people that came up to me after the show and told me that they were planning on committing suicide. You know, wow. we, know this, we know the suicide rate's gone up immensely, but nobody's talking about it. Right. Um, and so I had a, I had three different people at three different shows come up to me and tell me that they're planning on committing suicide that weekend. And they said that, you know, seeing this live entertainment and seeing people as a community, you know, laughing and smiling had given them hope that, you know, our society wasn't broken. And, you know, what a feeling that that is to, to get that, you know, and, and it was it was like it was very heavy energy and, and kind of sad, but happy all at the same time and just happy that. I could give back to our community, even though I wasn't making money, um, you know, cause I know it'll come back eventually. The business will come back eventually. So that's, that's where we're at right now. And, you know, and while I was stuck at home, I got to spend a lot of time with my mom and uh, which is a blessing and my cat. And I, I wrote some music and I don't know if I'm going to release it because some of it really does hit really hard with what's going on in the world. And it's, it's scary. Right. So that's even more reason to release it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess so, right? Hey, you know what? I've been I've been a raving fan in the background. Buddy, I'm going to encourage you. Keep doing it. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, it, but where where it began, where it began, I can't begin to know. And uh, it goes way back with me and Johnny. And, you know, we're, we're these young kids. And I think we're like 18 years old, 18, 19. And um, we... You know, we love the industry. We love watching people dance and, and laugh and get out of their heads and be in the moment and not feel stressed out. And so it's this whole, this thing that we want to be a part of, um, but we want to be in control of it. We want to like, you know, uh, feel like we belong, but also like be able to like craft it and figure out what's the best way to keep that energy going and to also bring romance in people's lives by playing the slow songs at the right time and, and the energy songs at the right time and the sentimental songs and like get on the mic and say the things that make people get out of their head for a moment and just go, wow, yeah, you're totally right. You know, like just connect people. It's, it's amazing. You know, when you go to a concert, you know, and even though you don't know the band, let's say you're at like the Bud Light, uh, Bud Light stage, uh, the amphitheater in Toronto. It's an outdoor event. And, it, and it's like, I've been there so many times and I've gone, I've gone to so many concerts there um, where I don't even know the band, but like people are singing and they're, they're dancing, they're moving. It's like this energy of like everybody together. And it's something that like really like does something to your soul, you know, because we all have a soul. Right. And it's like, you really see that when you, 
you know, when you realize how much you need other people and the connect, the human connection, you know, and it's like, uh, when you, when you lose all that, you know, when they're told you're not allowed to dance and you're not allowed to sing and you, you know, you can't be around other people, you know, it's like, and you gotta wear a mask. It's like your soul slowly dies and you, you become sad and disconnected. And it's like, that's 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 where that whole suicide thing comes from i know i'm kind of all over the place but i feel like all <laughs> this coincides you know um and so well, of I'm, course I'm, yeah and so of course. Have, I, I was gonna say this is like sort of in a way like even though you're you, you know you're going from history to present to history to present and whatever it's kind of showing a bit of an insight of uh, who you are and why you're in the industry in a way like it's showing you that passion right so which is great it's an yeah. insight that we don't always see. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, uh, you know, to wonder where this all came from, we can blame my mother. <laughs> <laughs> she's awesome. She's here. She's upstairs. Um, you know, I'm seven years old and I'm in, I'm in a club called the Edgewater. It's a Sunday. And the Edgewater was this big club. It was like two floors with a hotel on top of it. And it was, it was like this big known club that, you know, the boys from um, from uh, Blue Rodeo went to like all these all these bands go to right, and sometimes they do open mics. And so Basil is the bass guitarist from Blue Rodeo, and he's doing an open mic on Sundays, and it's open to families. And Mom's like, "You got to get up there and you got to sing some some Kenny Rogers or some Elvis." And so I'm seven years old. I'm scared, but I love watching people laugh, and I love I love the you know that people are watching me and I'm like, yeah, I love that. You know, I love watching the reaction, you know, as I'm a little, little kid. Right. So I go up and I sing and then I come down and my mom's boyfriend gives me his hat and I walk around. I'm seven years old and I made $57 that day. Wow. Yeah. And I'm realizing, Oh, well there's money to be made at the same time. Right. So like this could be a career, but I'm only seven years old, you know, Hold on, to be clear, at seven years old, you thought going around with a hat is going to be your career? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist, I sorry. I <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, the fact that you could like entertain and people are like, well, here, let me give you some money. Wow, thank you. I appreciate that. So, you know, fast forward, I, I go to high school and uh, I major in drama and uh, I'm doing drama every year and I'm loving it. And... Um, my uncle is an influence because he plays guitar and he's in a band called the Dr. Jekyll and Hyde's in the sixties. And as I get older, I realize that there's so many musicians in my family. And so this isn't just me. This is like, it goes further back. Right. So, um, my uncle luck is in this, this band from the sixties. Uh, they make an album. Um, they tour around, he opens up for like, uh, Stompin' Tom Connors, he opens up for Sarah McLaughlin, or he plays guitar for Sarah McLaughlin. He plays guitar for all these like big acts. Um, and then I find out that my great grandfather is um, fiddling Cy, Canada's number one fiddler, and he gets the Stompin' Tom Award at the East Coast Music Awards. And so I'm like, this this is all like unraveling as I get older, right? As I'm already a musician, as I'm already an entertainer. And I'm like, I'm meant to be. This is meant to be for me. So college comes around i major in uh, marketing and psychology so i can understand the mind a little bit and uh because i'm just you know i love the mind and i love marketing uh i i here comes the fun part okay the fun part i leave 
college because I get approached uh, for a um, to go into a boy band. So my friend is uh, in the Spice Girls band and she's touring all over the place. And I think she's like, I just came from Hawaii last week and we're touring everywhere. And I go, oh, and they're like, oh, they're looking for a Lance for the just for the in sync tour. And I'm like, oh, I'll try out for that. So I try out and uh, the agent, uh, Dan Dubay, who's who's an amazing agent, um, he uh, is talking with Melissa, who is the choreographer and my friend. And he goes, I've been in this industry for 20 years and I haven't seen anyone dance like this guy. Put him in as the lead character, which is Justin Timberlake. But you have to understand, I couldn't sing back then. I was at this point in my life where I was I still was very nervous to be up on stage. So I could DJ and be an MC, but I couldn't really sing. And so we're traveling around. Like my third show, I go to Europe and then I go to Dubai. And I'm performing in Dubai. And, um, <laughs> you know, like I'm not hitting all the notes. I don't know exactly where, you know, all the words because I'm so nervous. And I've only been in the band for like three weeks. And I'm still trying to learn, you know, 30 songs, choreography and the and the dancing and all that stuff. But what a great opportunity to like, you know, perform at a stadium for like thousands of people as, you know, the lead singer of one of the biggest boy bands of the, the entire world ever. And so we go in and it's like, you know, we're going, my favorite was Candace Wonderland. We're performing at Candace Wonderland and we, I think we did it for eight weeks. So one show every week for eight weeks. And so, you know, these people who become fans start coming with these big giant signs. They're bringing us teddy bears at the autograph signing. And it's like this overwhelming, like energy of love and, and happiness and dopamine. You know what I mean? It's like, and the dancing is like euphoric and it's, oh man, and I can't even explain it. Um, I don't do heavy drugs. I've never done heavy drugs, but I can only imagine that this would be very similar to a heavy drug. And so, you know, you leave the stage and uh, all of a sudden, you know, uh, nobody knows who you are. You know, once you go back to the airport and you go back home, it's like nobody knows who you are. So it's kind of nice to have the freedom. Um, and so, you know, we tour and this lasts for like 10 years, this tour. And when wow. we leave, yeah, when we leave the NSYNC tour, the agent's like, well, do you want to do Justin and just tour with the band? And I'm like, yeah, well, because now now I can sing better, right? Now I'm not nervous. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm sure you know how how tough it is or not tough, how scary it is from going from being a DJ behind a booth to like walking out in front and like being like vulnerable, you know, like there's nothing in front of you and you're like, hi, everybody, what's going on? And what are you doing? And let's play this game. It's like, it's scary, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. Hoping- I get it. Like, actually, I got a little story for you if you want to hear it. Of course I do. Yeah. It was uh, kind of embarrassing. And what happened is back in my adventure when I had that click radio with the online streaming going, um, I was still DJing a little bit then back then. Yeah. And I had the streaming going on and we had a singer. I won't mention who because it's embarrassing. And I remember they had a bunch of DJs playing and whatever. And I was in the mix, but I was everyone wanted to play this R&B and hip hop and nobody had any house music except for me. So every, yeah. I was the only one playing. But And it just it was so not fitting even for the person performing. Like, imagine you're having a whole night that's R&B and hip-hop, and then you have a pop and you're singing. It kind of doesn't really fit, yeah. right? Or, like, even or dance or anything, right? It's just sort of like the opposite. 
It was just weird, right? Like, but it was happening. It was a good vibe overall. I'm not saying it wasn't, but I remember I was playing. So my set came up and I got into the house music and you could see the crowd was more into the dance, the house. They were less into the R&B hip hop than, you know, than you would think considering what they were playing most of the time. So I was playing the set and I remember the crowd was going nuts. They were screaming and all that, but they never got an MC for that night. Cool. Right. And, and now one of the DJs used to do previously for the last few weeks, they, they, the DJ just said, Hey, when you're playing, I'll just go on the mic. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So, and I thought this time they got somebody because we had an extra mic and whatever. So I thought they had somebody to introduce the singer. So all of a sudden, you know, it's time where we're starting to like play, like just lower beats. Cause we're about to introduce and everyone's like, who's introducing her. And we're like, uh, I don't know. You know, so we're talking to the promoter. Oh, I knew I missed something. I'm like, uh-oh. Right? It goes, we don't have any, but maybe you guys should do it. So I'm thinking, I'm still playing, and I'm the one who has the uh, music set up. So so I have the cues and all that. I, I'm the, I went through the whole thing with the artist's management on how to cue things and what order and all that. So I'm the only one who's been cued. Yeah. And now, <laughs> now they got somebody, they want me to introduce. I'm like, what am I going to do? Right? Like, me? So I'm like, oh, crap. Right? So... Anyways, I'm like, whatever, okay, fine. You know what? Nobody else knows what they're doing, so I'm going to go do it. I didn't want to, not for any reason other than the fact that I was all cute. I was happy being in the background. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm going out in front. I'm going through the crowd, and man, now I, I kind of knew the attention that the, the uh, artists get that night because I'm walking through the crowd. They're all patting me, and I'm like, I can't get through. They won't let me through. They're all talking. I have I have people hugging me, and I'm just like, I'm just trying to get to the stage. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I get to the stage after. I swear to God, it took like 15 minutes to get there, right? Like, and it wasn't that far. So I was like, wow. So I'm on the stage, and uh, for a second, I'm like, um, why am I here again? Why did I get to the stage? Who am I introducing? I, I went blank, and I'm like, uh, and then. The person on top, before he even got got to start, started the queue already. I'm like, oh crap! The person's music coming on. I haven't even introduced the person. I'm like, but I, at least I know who I'm introducing now. So I introduced her quickly. I felt like a dummy. <laughs> it's like, and then I got off stage. But it was like, oh, that just sort of ruined the vibe. <laughs> it's, I totally get. It's like your nerves, right? Your nerves. Yeah. In and it's like, it's like, what? Who am I introducing? Like, what? What's the? Oh no! I've been through it so many times. Yeah. Especially when you're getting distracted. I mean, you're expecting to walk through, but you can clear the way just so you can get through. Yeah. Meanwhile, everyone's uh, high-fiving you. They're like on your performance from before, and you're like sitting there going, okay. <laughs> so you didn't expect that delay. When I mean, you get that delay, so it's already I'm going up there. I wasn't expecting to do this, and now I'm going up there. And now on top, and, and now I'm like, you know, being uh, delayed too. So yeah. it's like, oh, <laughs> it was fun though. How was the uh, how was the walk back though? Like, did she, she obviously, or did you have somebody in the DJ booth getting ready to press the button? Oh no, that they were already queuing it, right? So that's why they pressed the button and all that. Um, uh, and even the walk back was still interesting. To be honest, I, I don't want to say this to you know it's bad. I feel bad saying this, but I think I, I got more of the attention that night. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. And, so and part of it also had to be the format. It was just set up badly. Yeah. So, but it is what it is. I mean, everyone had a good time, which was what, what mattered. Yeah. And you obviously love the industry because you did it for quite some time. So like, what, what was the best part about being in the industry? Like what drew you in? Like, you know, my story, what drew me in, what drew you in? Radio. 
flat out. Yeah. I wasn't DJing to DJing. I'm yeah. a broadcaster, which is why this podcasting uh, thing is working well for me, and which is why I'm loving it. I'm in my element. Yeah. Um, I thought there's two ways to get into things. You either become known where they want you there, or you go through the traditional school. And I'm not really a scholar. No, so my intent was to get there any way I possibly can, become a, a, a brand name so I can yeah. work my way in. And I did that because the easiest way is DJing, get known for being a fan, uh, like for being in the market. And, yeah. and I got my wish at one point. I was I was live uh, four nights a week, and four different clubs. What made me leave the business is when I lost the radio part because obviously clubs gave it up. And at that point in time, I didn't know what direction I wanted to go with it. Yeah. And I had my uh, print business, and that started taking a lot of time. So I decided maybe it's time to uh, switch gears. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think I remember you had a gray Z103 jacket at one point. Uh, yeah, I had that too. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I did my co-op. Yeah, I started with co-op, and then I stayed a little bit after the co-op. What a great experience. Yeah. You're lucky to have done that because it was definitely one of the things that I wanted to do. And I even remember having dreams of, like, being able to work you know, on like Z103 or Energy 108, which was the big radio stations back then. Um, I don't know if they're big now. I think Energy 108 is definitely gone. Um, but yeah, Z103 is still out there. Still out there. And yeah. um, absolutely, except that back then it was, you know, Hot 103 or Hits 103, one of those. Yeah. Might have been a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was definitely an experience and a half. I, I absolutely loved it. And it's funny, though. You get into radio, I get my co-op, and I'm thinking I'm going to be around the announcers. I'm going to be in the music. And everything's going to be there. Yeah. And I'm working the background. Nothing to do with the with the what people see. Yeah. <laughs> you, was, don't even, you probably don't even see anybody, really. Well, you do, but only after hours. And I could have done that without being there. <laughs> it was great, though. Like, what an experience, I'm telling you. Like, yeah. any everybody, what everybody sees is only a portion uh, of the business so i got to learn the background not yeah. knowing that i was gonna learn the background so i've got uh, experience on every angle which was great right i absolutely loved it and then um yeah and then my uh i work a lot of the biggest clubs right like i remember like i'll be honest my first live to air was from the docks nightclub and it was on uh, kiss 92.5 oh my gosh that that was one of the one of the bigger clubs in uh in toronto yes yeah that was that was a great i love that oh by the way sorry sidetrack club cc does that ring a bell yes 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 that's it that was, that was the club we were at that's it that we met at that's right it was on dundas in uh, etobicoke mississauga border yeah yeah that's cool talking about clubs you know all of a sudden these these memories pop up um, that's awesome, man. Like, uh, it's so great to have those memories, you know, like to go back to them and just, you know, think about where you came from and, you know, and, and what you did and how you got to where you're at right now. Right. Yeah, that is so true. I, like I said, it, it's thrilling and you know, the thrill, I mean, one, let's face it, no matter what you do when it comes to entertainment, the first two minutes yeah. you're there and you got that smile and it's almost like a fake smile, but it's not a fake smile. It's like, holy crap, I'm scared shitless smile. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get yeah, into the flow and things yeah. change. <laughs> oh, man. Doing that instinct thing, that's exactly how I felt. I was always scared on the first one because we never knew if they were going to accept us or whatever. Like, 
And, uh, you know, and all of a sudden we're like on planes, trains and automobiles and we're like, you know, 37 states, you know, ven venues at 37 states, nine provinces. Like we're just constantly in new places that we've never seen. You know, it's like on the road again. I just can't wait to get on the road again. Oh, man, so much fun. And you you just reminded me that there's more to this for me. Um, I'm 16 years old and I'm watching a show called Electric Circus on Much Music. I remember this part. I know where you're going. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I love dancing at home. I have a mirror at home and I'm dancing and I watch all the videos and and then I'm like, I want to be on that show. I have to be on that show. So if anybody uh, remembers Much Music Electric Circus out there, um, you know, it's this it's this dance show where they play, you know, you know, the new music and there's a DJ and it's there's a host. And so I go and I audition and I get in. And so I'm now you know, one of the members on Fridays, you know, dancing on the show. And the show takes me to, um, you know, being a dancer on the Much Music Video Awards um, several years in a row, and then the Wonderland show, and then the um, the show out in Ottawa. They have this big show, Bonham show. I don't know what, I forget what's, oh, Winterlude. And so they like literally do it at, Param at the, at the um, you know, the, the, not the Paramount, the, you know the the Ottawa buildings, the, the government buildings. Like, oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, what they called the whatever. Anyways, so they like there's thousands upon thousands of people outside at this party, and it's just like, like you can't even walk through, and it's like you've got you're on your stage, and you've got your own, and what what an adventure, you know? And like after the show, you'd leave, and they'd set you up VIP at this club, and it's like people would start knowing who you were, and it was just like. It was such a great like adventure for like a 16 year old turning into 17, 18, 19, 20, you know, and I did it. I did it until I was, I don't even know. I think it was my, my late twenties. And then um, when that show, I think shut down or before it shut down, there was another dance TV show called dance nation. Luke Delinda's dance nation. Yes. I remember that too. Yeah. And it was at uh, Emerald city. It was a nightclub in Toronto. And um, they, they, I guess they approached us, all the dancers from Electric Circus, and here we're all now on this new TV show. And I think it was on Saturdays or something. I don't even know when it was, or maybe it was recorded during the week and then played on Saturday. I don't know, but it was just another really cool adventure for for people like us who just love the spotlight and love to dance and want to be on TV and want to be an entertainer because I want to be an actor too, right? Which panned out but didn't pan out hey you know what that's one thing i just learned about you i did not know acting was in your uh, sights it you know it was and i went out to some auditions and i was just very new and very nervous and so nobody picked me up but you know along the way all these shows that i did all this you know the instinct tour and the you know working for everyone else um uh, i created my own show and so it was called the Trevor show. And so the Trevor show was like this mixture of like, um, DJing, but hosting, teaching dance, um, singing, playing games. So it, it was like all the elements of everything that I learned along the way of like, you know, uh, doing the insane tour and, and, um, hosting at, uh, the Pepsi tour, which was this company called street beat. 
And um, I think my mom just opened the door. Mom? Mom, mom texts me and wants to know if I want breakfast. So ah! <laughs> I didn't text back because I don't know what that's going to do to the show, if it's going to disconnect me or not. Um, so so my, my buddy, Daniel, DJ Boss. Um, yes, I remember him. I remember him. Yeah, yeah. Great guy. Great guy. Uh, I meet him at Long and McQuaid. We're in line and he happened to have uh, this Denon 2000. I think I had Denon 1800, which is a dual CD player back then that was like, the top of the line coolest cd player you could like speed it up slow it down there's just some really cool features so we start chatting we become good buddies um i'm running a nightclub at that time man I, the adventures don't stop I'm, I'm so i'm now 21 and i'm running a nightclub uh i go into this club and um i say hey really love your place what's the worst day you have he's like tuesdays we get like three people i'm like let me take over Tuesdays. Um, you get the bar, I get the door. Okay, I'll bring in security and, and DJs and hosts and all that stuff. And <laughs> so this is, uh, school is just about to come out. So I promote the hell out of this at, at my school, at all the schools. I, I drive around my bicycle and I put posters up and I give away free passes at all the schools. And it's like, it's a real thing for me, right? I'm also a go-go dancer at, the biggest club in Oshawa. It's called the Region Concert Theater. I'm the yeah. head head male dancer, and I'm like, and they did amazing production. So they the curtain opens up. It's big sound. You know, uh, you know, we had Chris Shepard hosting it. We had uh, DJ Rebel hosting it. We had Z103 hosting it. Like we had all the big the big guys hosting it. And so it's a big stage, and the curtain opens up, and there's like a full like five watt laser behind me, and there's pyros, and it's like. It's like, welcome to the Regent. And it was like, and so like everyone's dancing, the lights are going and I've got this light on me and I'm like sweating and it's, and it's, it's amazing. It's great. Um, so because I'm working there, I have access to more people. And so I'm like promoting to my friends. And so the club opens up, it's called the earthquake and we hit capacity the first night, 237 people. And every night it's strong and uh, it lasts like nine months. And um, we open up a second night, which is uh, we shift the Tuesdays to Fridays and Saturdays when school goes back in and, and we're like, we're packed and it's, it's like working out really well. And so just another avenue, right. For me to like understand the music industry and I'm not DJing, I'm now the manager, you know, and I'm walking around with a dress jacket on us, like, a, you know, not, and jeans, not like a full suit, but like cool. Cause you know, and I'm 21. <laughs> I'm thinking that I'm the coolest kid and I know everything and I don't, uh, but I made a lot of friends and it was a great adventure. And, you know, uh, DJ brain was with us and DJ clutch. And, and, uh, so, you know, DJ boss comes on the next adventure and comes up to the next club. Anyways, he now introduces me to a whole new world and he's like, you got to get into bar mitzvahs. And so he gets me into, uh, I do an audition at, um, uh, for this company i do one show and uh they decide that i'm not the right fit for them mendel that's fine oh yes i remember yeah and so like they're the biggest bar mitzvah company but there's another up-and-coming bar mitzvah company which is the megan boys you know they're still working out of their parents house out of the garage it's like brand new still fresh um and so he gets me in with them and we and me and DJ Boss do a couple of our own bar mitzvahs. 
and then uh, I'm with these guys for a few years and it's just a great opportunity to like learn more about the industry and about people and different ways of like playing games and stuff so uh, you know, so thank you to to Paige and 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 Gian, uh, the Megan the Megan brothers, um, who were like you know very inspiring for me and like you know they helped me build my craft and uh, you know they were they were always fantastic to me. They were never mean to me. You know they always allowed me to like do what I want to do and become who I want to become. Um, and DJ Boss for pushing me to go up on stage and to do those dances and all that other stuff, you know, like I would be nobody without, without those guys. And I'd be nobody without every person along the way, including yourself. Right. It's like every person that I meet in the industry who I become friends with, you know, has pushed me to become better and better and give me confidence to not give up, you know, like hope. So like, you yeah. know, you get, you get a bad show. It's like, well, oh, voice is cut out. Vaseline. Oh, <laughs> oh there here. we go. You're back. I'm still here. Sorry about that. Did I disconnect <laughs> for a second? Oh, that was weird. Uh, no, you were there, oh, but the, there's no sound. Ah, yeah, you, you put yourself me? on mute. Yeah, yeah, you had yeah, you had yourself on mute. I can't hear you. Oh no, you can hear me. Yes. Okay, I cannot hear you for some reason. That phone call has disconnected your audio from me. Hmm. Okay, well, I'll just keep on talking. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds okay. great. So, uh, I go from the bar mitzvahs, uh, which is which is going really mm -hmm. well, and uh, DJ Boss now introduced me to this uh, school tour, which is called the Pepsi. It's called the uh, Street Beat pepsi tour so it's sponsored by pepsi and mars bars and kodak and and all this stuff and it's so if you know the much music video tours uh then it's very similar it's the competition to that and we we were doing like all these high schools and so like the tour takes us out to british columbia like on our third week or something like that right and all of a sudden we're like these high school gods and it's like three 12 foot video screens this 50 foot truss that has like big sound and big lights and smoke. And like, it's like, Whoa, like the, like amazing, like to finally work with big production was like, it was huge. And what a feeling. Right. So right. we are uh, now traveling around and like, so we're doing that. And, uh, and then I joined the NSYNC tour. And so I, Hang on. That. There we go. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was another phone call that just came in. I, I'm popular at this time of the day. Okay. So next time we do this, we'll make sure we do it on the computer so we don't get interrupted by uh, by phone calls. Can you still hear me? Absolutely. Can, can you hear me now? Up? Can you still hear me? Yeah. I guess you can't hear me. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully no more phone calls come in. Sorry, folks. Uh, that's technology for you. So, you know, like I, I'm, I've got my hand in so many pots. I'm, I'm doing bar mitzvahs. I'm touring around. As... And I'm glad I did, to be honest with you. Like I liked college. It was great, but there's nothing better for me. Anyways, there was nothing better than the hands-on 
of like, you know, working in the actual industry, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and making, the, making the music and, and being a part of the music and playing the music and being right at the front, as opposed to like being in school and like writing it down and trying to understand it. Right. So, um, yeah, so that brings me to, you know, all the elements of all those events that I did, you know, being a dancer on, on Much Music Video Awards and Electric Circus and singing on this Instinct tour and, you know, dancing and entertaining, you know, with the Megan Boys and, and, and with DJ Boss and Street Beat had created this monster. And it was, it was the Trevor show. And, you know, people would constantly say they're like, you're like the show you're like the trevor show and so that's how i got it because people kept saying it's like the trevor show you're your own show so i started um i got bigger and i, I started having dancers on my show and uh you know it was all word of mouth and i started getting phone calls from you know other people saying oh i hear your show was great and so and so was over here and so i'm uh you know i go from you know, 50 shows, 75 shows to 150 shows to 200 shows to 300 shows. And so the past 10 years has been amazing. Uh, you know, I'm traveling around, I'm doing all these city festivals and I'm feeling like uh, amazing, man. Uh, you know, 300 shows a year and all these great opportunities and to make people laugh and smile. And all of a sudden the pandemic hits and we're like, whoa, everything stops. And you, you realize, you know, how vulnerable this industry really is. And, and you know, at the same time, how much this industry is really needed to help people's wellness, you know, like to be a community and, and listen to music and, and connect and laugh and and sing. And it just brings people together. Right. So um, what a great opportunity for me to be in this life and uh, to, to have done what I've done. And I feel very humble and I'm very happy to to have met so many amazing people along the way, such as yourself, John, and uh, thank you, and and everybody who has been in this industry, um, you know, don't give up. These are my words of wisdom: don't give up, and the industry will come back. But in the meanwhile, it's such a great way to redevelop yourself and recraft yourself and learn more, um, because you've got a lot of time, a lot of um, a lot of opportunities. So this year, for me, you know doing the drive-in theaters. I did a 50s, 60s, 70s tour. So I'm singing all this old nostalgic music that a lot, a lot of the younger generation doesn't know about, but the older generation does know about, but everybody dances to it. And so at a couple of the shows, I have a couple of the teenagers come up and they're like, did you write that song? I'm like, no, that's Elvis Presley. <laughs> you know, like that's music that's been out there forever. And it's like, it's great. So, um, you know, so that's where I'm at right now is that I am, um, last year I did the tour, this year I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to go around Ontario singing for people randomly at random spots. Um, and then some spots will be booked and uh, we'll just make people laugh and smile. I'll bring the community together and, you know, that's, that's a good plan. You know what I mean? So we'll just keep on moving forward. And, and John, I hope you keep moving forward and keep putting this show together and making people connected and uh you know we'll, we'll do the best that we can and uh i i think yeah. that's kind of uh i don't know what else to really say um Trevor, can you hear year, me now 
we did uh, a lot of Zoom events. Mm-hmm. So Mondays I was doing this live Zoom event where I was singing. Yo, Trevor, are you back? <laughs> no. Can you hear me or is it just? I still can't hear you. Ah, comment below. Okay, so I'm reading your question right now. What was the struggle and how did I get through it? Well, that's definitely the part. uh, The struggle was, you know, I'm used to doing 300 events and and I'm definitely a social person, uh, you know, and, and I love watching people laugh and I love connecting to people. And so when I got disconnected from people, psychologically, it's extremely damaging. Um, and I know it's definitely damaging to a lot of the people because some of my friends told me they want to commit suicide. Uh, some friends tried to commit suicide and some people on the outer circle did commit suicide. And so that was a, definitely a heavy struggle to worry about people, worry about my community and, uh, worry about myself too, at the same time, you know, because I didn't know what was happening in the world. All I knew is that everything stopped and that everything was kind of taken away from us. And, you know, you have to stay home. And and I totally understood it. I was just like, okay, you know what? If you do this right, we'll be stuck at home for a month and then everything will go back to normal. But a month turns into two months and then three months and four months and six months and eight months and 12 months. And you have to keep a mask on and be six feet away from people. And it was just like this roller coaster right psychologically damaging roller coaster and you know you grow from it which i definitely did and it pushed me to uh realize that to get past the struggle i need to reach out and connect with my community and help them out and so that's that's what we did right we just to reiterate we uh we we went around to our local restaurants and and uh you know we sang live on our social media to like help them which we knew would help us in the long run because you know they're the industry that we love to perform at and go and watch artists um but also just traveling around for free you know i went to all these driving theaters for absolutely free i gave my time it was my own money and uh did i just hear you oh i thought i heard you okay what were you what's your final piece of advice for inspiring entrepreneurs, singers, and anyone wanting to G. (laughs) The last word didn't come up. Hey mom, I'm just live on a podcast, but yeah, let's do breakfast. Mom. Okay. I'll be done in a couple minutes. Um, got into the entertainment business. Okay. So if you want to get into the entertainment business right now is there's definitely a lot of opportunity because I think a lot of people are actually going to get out of this industry. Um, Some people have gone bankrupt and so they can't survive in this industry, which really sucks. Um, I was definitely on the brink of going bankrupt. Uh, I ended up selling a lot of my gear. Um, 
you know, a, a lot of people were financially wiped out because this lockdown went on for, you know, more than a year, which is really sad. And it could have been avoided. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't avoided. And it wiped out a lot of the small mom and pop shops, you know, people that tried to save up money, you know, all their life, you know, they put in everything. They were wiped out. Um, it makes opportunity for new people, you know, that want to get into the industry. And, you know, I don't want to get into the politics of it because it just really makes me sad. But uh, is there an opportunity for younger entertainers to get into this this industry or people who are old or whatever. Yeah, there definitely is. There's, there's so much opportunity right now. You just got to step up and you got to find your spot, you know? And for me, my spot is being able to like randomly go and sing anywhere I want to and just watch people laugh and smile and have a business card. There's new doors always opening up. And I found a new door for myself during this craziness. And Oh my God, I'm getting emotional right now. Not only did it mentally help me out, but I know that I changed the world a little bit and I helped a little bit as much as I could during a tough time for people. So don't give up. And if you have the opportunity to help, you know, your community and the people around you do that, you know, it's, it's your job if you're getting paid or not during tough times to help out. So, oh man. And so that's, that's what we got to do. We got to keep moving forward and we got to keep helping each other and we got to watch out for each other because during tough times, that's the thing to do. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Johnny. Always great to see you, and even our random Dollarama meets accidentally in a whole different town. <laughs> uh, thanks for awesome. allowing me to be on the show. It's been a blast, uh, and keep doing what you're doing, and, and you know what I mean? Like, you're helping uh, connect the world, so thank you. Absolutely. Well, that was the John Papaloni show with Trevor LeBlanc, and uh, yeah, even with some technical difficulty, it turned out to be really good. And uh, it was a great episode, a lot to learn from uh, entertainment. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again for next week's podcast.